1: Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God,
2: and I am Pastor Vince Haney from Ramah, Word of Faith, the Word Church. Uh, welcome to the broadcast. We're going to start off talking about uh, this is, I believe, this is the core of, uh, or definition of the Bible. One of my favorite verses. I have so many favorite verses, but this is a good one. Uh, 2 Timothy three sixteen, and uh. I have a subtitle in my Bible. It says the man of God and the word of God. Ooh, that's good. So 316 says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That's teaching for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And I believe every good work is our purpose. He said, we'll be thoroughly equipped for our purpose. And I know I hear people saying, especially in African-American community, oh, that's the white man's Bible. Oh, that They just made that up. Well, I believe what the word of God says when he says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. God inspired, penned by man. God still uses people, Richard. Yeah, he works in and through us. So if he says, I want you to start writing, I'm going to tell you what to say. I'm going to inspire you, reveal to you what to write. Pen, you just do it. You know, I, I believe he still works there in that way today. And Jesus said he was going to give us the and Holy And if he spirit. doesn't,
1: why are we even preaching? Right. I mean, seriously, when God gives us a word to speak, that's what we're speaking. We're, right. we're supposed to be speaking God's
2: word. And and his spirit that dwells in us bears witness to the to the truth of God's word. And again, I don't think, you know, especially with ministers true ministers you're not gonna just be preaching something you don't believe and again i'm gonna say with me i'm like paul god revealed himself to me by revelation you know and i'm gonna equate that to a a miraculous sign (laughs) so i'm sold out you know can't nobody tell me that the gospel is not true the bible is not the inspired word of God. I, I'm just, I just believe that. I, I'm, Let God be I'm true, and every out. man be a liar. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I'm, I'm with that too. <laughs> so that's who I am. So again, all Scripture. That means all this word of God is being given by inspiration of God, and He says profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, correction, for instruction and in righteousness. And we need that, especially correction, and we need instruction and in righteousness. Because we're the righteousness of God when we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. But we need to be instructed on who we are in Christ Jesus. And again, I was talking to my wife the other day about, talked to our congregation about it too. You know, previous to getting born again, saved, we just, we presume or assume that we already know how God is. Because what we believe is what we believe. And can't nobody tell us any different. We're just like that. Whatever we believe is that we believe. So we, before we get saved, we believe certain things about God. And actually, we make declarations like this. Oh, I believe in God. No, what we're, you're saying is you, you believe there is a God. But you don't put no faith and trust in this God. If so, you'd be doing his word. <laughs> right. So you believe there is a God. And the scripture says that the demons believe and tremble. They ain't bound down to the word of God or the See, word I, of God.
1: I say that they have one up front of a lot of people and that they believe, and they're at least trembling. Right. There's a lot of people don't believe, and they're not even smart enough yeah, to know yeah. they ought to be trembling. Right, right. They claim they
2: believe they will tremble. So again, we we, we have this, uh, I think David said, you know, it's one thing I don't want to be as presumptuous. I don't want to assume certain things about God. And, and we do that as, as people. We want to assume certain things. And again, I know a lot of unbelievers who don't have their faith in Jesus Christ, who's not born again, and, and they'll tell me, how I'm supposed to be as a Christian, <laughs> and they don't even know what a book of Genesis is, and they don't know anything about the Holy Scriptures. They ain't receive the things of Christ, and the Scripture says in Corinthians, he re- referred to it as the natural man cannot receive the things of Christ because they are spiritually discerned. He said, but we received the Spirit that is from Him, so we're born again. And again, unbelievers like to tell believers how they're supposed to be, and they don't even have a relationship because they didn't receive Jesus. So again, I say that even with Christians. We come into Christ, into the body of Christ, in the household of God. We get saved with this pre-assumption that we know how God is. I remember saying last week how when I first got saved, I thought I was Holy Ghost Junior, and I was telling my wife, who had the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, Seven years previous to me, I started telling her, you know, what I believed. (laughs) And I didn't have no revelation of the Scriptures. And she was telling me what the inspired Scriptures of the Word said. But I had my own beliefs. And again, there's a way that seems right to a man. (laughs) And in the end, is death. So I just like to encourage people. The Scripture says in Ephesians, understand what the will of the Lord is. It also says study to show yourself approved. And when you get saved, born again, you're a new creation, you're a baby in Christ, now you have to grow up into the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus says, come learn of me. You got to learn how to be a husband, a father. You got to learn who you are in Christ Jesus. You got to learn that you got to be open to the supernatural because this whole Bible is a book of impossibilities. From Genesis to Revelation, it is. And you have to be open to that. That's why the scripture says we walk by faith. Faith or confidence in the word of God, not by sight or the intellect or the sense knowledge. We walk by what God says. And if God come in this studio today and say it's a Sunday, guess what? We better head on over to the church building. Because <laughs> it's Sunday. Because Remember, you said it. Let God be true right. and every man be alive. So God has the final authority and we have his word. So we have to Scripture says, I believe in St. Peter, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God which is able to save our souls. And it says over also that feed on his word that we may grow by. We got to feed on the word of God to grow into the knowledge of who we are. And whatever you feed the most, that's what's going to get stronger. If you feed your flesh more than you feed your spirit, yeah, your flesh is, feed it, like we always talk about in this broadcast, with the news, televisions, finding out what the Kardashians is doing, what they're doing over here, and you ain't fed your spirit, you're going to be spiritually dead.
1: See, and this all ties together with what we've been talking about this week, you know, domestic violence, and how a husband's supposed to treat his wife. Because as, as you've been talking here, a lot of men grow up thinking one thing, thinking this is how you're supposed to treat your woman. This is how you're supposed to treat your wife and maybe it's not the way God says that you're supposed to treat them. And when we come up with this is the way I was I was always taught. This is the way I I heard that you should be. I'm now when I hear God's word say the opposite, then now I have to listen to what God's word says the world has been teaching you your whole life to watch out for number one, to always have your way. And yet what does God say? God says to esteem others above yourself and particularly your wife, you are to give yourself up for her as we've been looking at in Ephesians chapter five. And so as you were talking there about allowing God's word to be the mediator in our life. God's word to be the umpire in our life. God's word to be the word in our life. That this is what God says, so this is what I'm going to believe. This is what God says, so this is what I'm going to do. So anytime in our life where what we used to believe or what we used to hear comes into any kind of conflict with what God's word says, I'm going to listen to God's word. I'm going to do God's work. Let's
2: let God be true.
1: You know, we were talking before this broadcast, talking about marrying people and, and doing marriage for people, weddings. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked. We're not to, to be married to a non believer. And yet, a lot of times Christians think, I can change him, I can change mm-hmm. her. They'll change after we get married because that's what they want to do. But the Bible says that you're not to do that. I talk to Christians all the time. They get married to somebody that's not a Christian. The Bible says you shouldn't, but they do it anyway. And then they're almost completely shocked when things aren't working out right. When they want to go to church and their spouse doesn't. When they want to go to a function the church is doing, but their spouse doesn't. When they want to go do go to a Christian concert or something that they see, but their spouse, it's almost as if they're shocked that this is like news to them, that their spouse doesn't want to do that. You should have known that before you got married because you knew they weren't when you got married. And the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked. And so much of what we're, we're talking about here goes to, am I going to listen to what God says? Or am I going to listen to what I say? Am I going to listen to what God says or am I going to listen to what the world says or my parents taught me or my dad taught me or my mother taught me or whatever? God's word has to take precedent in our life, which goes back again. How are we going to treat each other? How are we going to live as a husband and wife? Um, We live in a day and age where a lot of people, a lot of women, You hear them referred to as the now gang and stuff. I don't have any problem with women's rights. But there are a lot of women, they hear the Bible say that wives submit to your husband and they're ready to fight.
2: Well, if you don't have revelation of that, I guess you would. Well, the world
1: would say that those are fighting words. Boy, there's no way you can't expect a woman to do that. Then you have on the opposite spectrum men who were taught their whole life. You know, your woman gets out of line, you just slap her down a little bit, bring her back into line. And the Bible says that you're not to touch her, that you're never to do that. You're
2: supposed to be gentle with your wife.
1: And that you're supposed to be willing to give yourself up for her. And so we have people on both complete ends of the spectrum who, even though this is what God says, they say, well, we're not going to do that. It doesn't matter what God says. This is what we believe. Well, see, now you got people, like do. you
2: say, from both ends of the spectrums. they come into the church. When I say the church, I'm going to say the building, the household of God and to the family of faith. Now, if that's your issue, when you came in, now you got to submit to God. Yeah, that's back to submit. First, you got to right. submit to God, to resist the let devil. Let God be true. Yeah, you got to now let God be true. And if you have some stinking thinking, now you got to. Do what the scripture says, receive with meekness. Meekness means teachableness. Receive with meekness the engrafted word. That means it's going to hurt because the truth hurts. But it says the engrafted word that's able to save your soul. You want your soul saved. You know, not just your spirit. Your soul is that the intellect, your imagination, your faculty. you want a renewed mind. You want to think like God thinks. He said, and only the scripture says the entrance of his word bringeth light. life. So you got to go ahead and receive the word if you want to be illuminated, and and lay aside some of that programming, that belief that you had previous to being saved. That goes for both sides. So now we got to grow in the knowledge of the Lord's will and not hold on to those sacred cows.
1: Well, see, and that's and what I like to call them, sacred cows. And it's that verse that we reference all the time: be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Yeah, everybody needs that. And so, yeah, you had this sacred cow in your mind. You had this idea of what was right, but now once you find out that it's not, that it's the opposite of what God says, mm-hmm. you need to be conformed to the to the likeness of Christ. And I tell them, remember word of
2: faith? Man, we kicking over sacred cows. We're kicking them over. Because <laughs> you try to bring that stuff, again, they'll bring it into your congregation. That's thinking, thinking. And, again, as shepherds over the sheep, you have to guard the sheep. And you can't, like you just said, with marrying people. You know, you have a policy on marrying, you know, Believers and non-believers, your policy is I don't. Uh,
1: right. Again, you're, because God said not to. Right. So not you're, because I just you're decided being, I didn't want to. Right. It.
2: You're doing. You're being a steward over the word. You're. You're because you're going to be held accountable for what you did here on earth. Yeah, and you're supposed to do on earth as it's done in heaven. In heaven, you know, unho- you know, unholy alliances. <laughs> you know, it says what. Does Baal have with Christ when it talks right. about There's being? a no relationship. Yeah, unequally yoked together. It says with a believer and an unbeliever when it comes to marriage. And again, a lot of people don't understand that, and that brings a lot of problems in marriages. So you got to make sure, you know, your husband is saved and, and willing to increase in the knowledge or of the Or your Lord wife, because yeah. that was the other way. Right, too. right,
1: right. Now, it does happen more frequently. At least in my ministry, I've had more women come to me and think they could change the guy than mm. I've had guys come to me thinking they could change the woman.
2: Mm. But but look back at this scripture at 2 Timothy three seventeen, the latter part, you know, it says, you know, about the word of God is good for correction, instruction, and in righteousness. But I like this that the man or woman of God may be complete. Richard, I, I wanna be complete. Complete means wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. And if you realize, just before Adam, God gave Eve to Adam, Adam was complete. He was, he was. God had completed him first. Then Adam said, well, there ain't nobody for me, suitable for me. But God gave him somebody suitable for him after he was complete. So God wants us complete. But look what he says, thoroughly equipped. God said, I'm, I'm going to equip you through my word. But for every good work or for your purpose on earth. I'm, I am I want to equip you and the only way you're going to equip is through the Holy Scriptures that I gave. You're going to have to study to show yourself approved. You're going to have to now not just be a hearer only of the word. You're going to have to do it. Apply it to your life. You're going to have to receive with meekness this engrafted word. And again, yes, it's going to cut you because the truth hurts, but you got to lay here till we cut you. That's what a surgeon does. Go in and cut out the the cancer, now you can't just get up there. You got to lay there until they sew you back up and send you to recovery. That's why he said he's you got to employ some patience. You know, you got to receive with meekness. You got to be teachable and allow God to work in and through you because it took 40 years for you to get that thinking, thinking programmed in you. it's going to take some time to uproot it because it's got a root system. It's built in. Scripture refers to it as a stronghold. <laughs> It's a stronghold now because it's got your whole thinking. And we got to uproot that thing. So now that's why it's important to come to a good Bible based church and get the truth to uproot that thing. And then you'll be set free and then complete for the master's use or for every good work. And that's what God wants us at. He wants all of His children, those who receive Christ as Lord and Savior. And He wants the ones, because He desired that all may be saved. He wants unbelievers to come in. And get the truth and get set free and be complete. And that's my desire. My desire has lined up with God's desire. I want people to be complete for their purpose, for every good
1: work. You know, you are talking earlier about Adam. And the first time the Bible says that God said it was not good. See, God would create something, he'd say it was good. Mm-hmm. he creates something else, he'd say it was good. First time that it wasn't good, he says, it is not good for the man to be alone.
2: No, I I confess that too, <laughs>
1: and, and it is true. It is not good for me. I need a hel- I need my helpmate. We do, and uh-huh. God said he, he needs somebody to be His helpmate. He mm-hmm. needs somebody there, yeah. and man does. I guess Daddy knows best. I tell people all the time, men don't do as well alone as women do.
2: We yeah, need, right.
1: we, we need we need a keeper. Uh, I got to find that know? out up close and personal, and and we do. We we need. Women, I think in some ways more than women need men. Right. Um, but God gave man a woman a woman as a helpmate. And I tell people this all the time. He made her from a rib. And then I, I say this in the wedding ceremonies, that God made Eve from Adam's rib, not from his head to be over him, not from his feet to be, be below side, him, huh? but from his rib to walk side by side.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And as an equal partner, to enjoy his protection. He, he's to look over her as the weaker vessel. He is, as the head of the household, is to respect her, to to protect her, to be there for her. And this is why when we were reading earlier, I think yesterday, the day before, when we were reading Ephesians chapter 5, says, after all, no one hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church. And for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. That goes right back to that very, that scripture there that he's quoting in Ephesians is right from the very beginning Mm -hmm. when God Mm -hmm. says to Adam, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother.
2: Now, in Ephesians there, that's Paul quoted it, but from the Old Testament, and Jesus said it also. Right. So you got three times this has been spoken.
1: Right, and it's no accident. Right, that that's, none at all. That's the way God intended for it to be, that they would be joined together as one flesh. They would become one body, mm-hmm. and the man was to give himself up for her just like he would give himself for, up for his own body. You know, once again, what what is it to that you want for your own body? You always want the best. You always want things to go your way. You want things to happen in your favor. Well, guess what, man? That's the way we're supposed to be with our wife. We're supposed to want things to happen in her favor. We want things to go her way. We want their things to be for her best always. Not just some of the time, but always.
2: Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord.
1: And so this goes back to this whole issue that we've been talking about this week. How is a husband to treat his wife? Is domestic violence ever right? Is laying your hands on your wife ever right? The answer to that is no.
2: And I agree, no, no, no. If, you know? So if you, if that, well, what your if life? she
1: gets what gets in my face? The answer is no. What if she says something I don't like? The answer is no. Well, Jesus said, you know,
2: turn the other cheek. <laughs> really, and again, that's. So what does the world
1: say? The
2: world says you're an eye for an eye. Right. The world
1: <laughs> says you got to get even. The world yeah, says right. you got to keep them in line. But that's not but what the Well says.
2: But now, back to Romans 12, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves holy to God with your, your reasonable service and, and don't be conformed to this world. See, once you get saved, now you can't you got to cease being conformed to this world, but now you got to do this. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, because you're a new creation. So now you got to think of yourself as a baby now, a newborn baby who just has newness of life. Now you got to learn everything. you got to learn everything about the kingdom of God, the family of God, the household of God, about the things of God. And again, back to that scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable. So now you got to start studying the manual, the creator's handbook, our owner's manual, to find out what you need to do. And we know that. Some of us men don't like to use the manual. But, hey, I think, you know, Richard, you get the old manual out on that appliance and you can troubleshoot it. Because in the back, usually they have some troubleshooting uh, questions back there or the Q&A. You know, the manufacturer and God's are the manufacturer of people. He's the creator of humans. He knows how they function best.
1: Well, see, God hates sin because sin always hurts people. Right. Every sin that you can imagine hurts somebody. Mm-hmm. We are God's creation. We are God's children. Just think, what do you feel like about anything that would harm one of your children? You would not be for it. You would be against it. Yeah, I'm you would... walk in the, I ain't going to walk by faith. I'm going to walk in the flesh. Man. <laughs> right. See, I mean, anything <laughs> that harms our <laughs> children, hey, hey, hey. we don't like. We're against it. Well, guess what? God sees sin and knows that sin always harms his children. It always harms his creation. This is why God hates sin so much, because it always harms his creation. It always harms his children. And when you look at any particular sin, as we've looked at this just this week at at domestic violence, about husbands abusing their wives in some way, it's harming his children. And God is not for it. He is against it because of the harm that it causes not only those two, but even into the children. Because in a lot of these relationships, there's children involved, and they see it. They see it in the home. They see Daddy beating up Mommy. They see Mommy take a frying pan up alongside Daddy's head. They see this stuff, and they grow up thinking it's normal. You know and what? So you've not only harmed each other, you've harmed those children.
2: Mm-hmm. And again, it's just not men because I, I know some women that she. Oh, well, I their, know some women get aggressor. as good as they get. Yeah, yeah. She was an aggressor, and, and and I seen. I got re- some relatives like that. Yeah, me too. And I have seen the the results of the other females that that lady that woman raised. They came out being violent as well. So again, a lot of stuff is learned behavior. And again, it's, it's world system program behavior,
1: beliefs. He no longer conform to this. Right, joke.
2: and that's why you got to stay in the word. I can't emphasize that enough. You got to get in this word every day. You got to meditate on it. He told Joshua, this, this word of God shall not depart from you. But you need to meditate on it daily and nightly and observe to do all that's written in it. And then Joshua... There's the key. Yeah, that, yeah that's <laughs> the key right there. And he say, and then, here's the promise. You'll make your way prosperous, and you'll have good success. So in order to, to, to get this in you, you got to meditate on it. You got to muse it. You got to chew on it. It's called soul food. You chew on it, and you got to start illuminating you, revealing stuff to you. Sometimes I just take a verse of Scripture and just ponder it. And the Holy Spirit, he unravels it, and gives you what's called revelation. He illuminates you. And you're like, now I see. Remember? I was blind, darkness, but now I see, because God showed me something in his word. He showed me some truth. And truth is the highest form of reality. That's why Jesus says, I am the truth, the way, and the life. And that's why Jesus said, you shall, I desire that you know the truth, because the truth is going to set you free. We need to be free, folks. Free from domestic violence, free from bondage to generational curses, iniquities, free from world system programming. God wants us free. Really, he really, remember what the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When you talk about free. free from
1: sin, it's not just free, son, the day you die, it's free from now. Yeah, and
2: you can walk in that liberty, walk in that freedom, and that's what God desires. You're right. So, uh, yeah, that's what he wants us at. So, again, Jesus says, come and learn of me. My yoke is easy. It ain't ain't no heavy burden to to come into the knowledge of truth. That's easy. But uh, right now, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith.